So it's the system, and the system is is broken. But it's broken to government make as much money as possible from people. So you eat meat, you go to the doctor, doctor give you a pill, you buy a pill, and then you come back through the same circle. And I finish only a couple years of university to become a nutritionist. They study over six years to become a doctor. They are so much smarter than me. And I ask them, don't you know how to eat? Don't you start that? So they say, well, I know how to treat any disease, but I don't know what to eat before that disease actually happened. <laughs> so they have something about 10 hours of nutrition study in like five years of education, which is ridiculous. Not that they want to kill you, they just don't know any better. What the hell is up, everybody? My name is Jamie Logan, and today I am here with Aurora Gunko. She is a worldwide vegan coach. She is a holistic nutritionist. And today we're going to talk all about health, fitness, working out. We're going to talk about the animals and really hear more about how Aurora made the connection and is now helping other people live a amazing, sustainable, healthy vegan life. Welcome. Hey, how are you guys? Hi, Jenny. Hi. I was just on your podcast not too long ago, which is super exciting. And I said, you have such an interesting story. I need to hear your story. So why don't you introduce yourself for those people that don't know who you are? Sure. Uh, yes, like you said, my name is Avora. I was born and raised in Ukraine, if anyone wonder where is the name from and accent. So I moved to America about eight years ago, and I fell in love with fitness. I I was way vegan almost all my life because I stopped eating meat when I was nine years old, even though I didn't know what vegan mean by that time. And if people are not familiar in Ukraine, we actually have a pretty heavy, you know, meat dietary habits. So I was kind of a freak, and I never like. Did get it <laughs> yeah yeah my family my mom even took me to the doctor um believing that if if the child doesn't eat meat it's like not normal and she probably gonna you know not grow up healthy well here we go uh i'm here healthy and thriving on the plant-based diet i become a nutritionist i fell in love with fitness at the same time and i'm here on the mission to show uh, people that bodybuilding and plant-based diet can actually go hand in hand and you can build as many muscle as you want on the vegan diet and you also will gonna live a long and healthy life there's such a stigma and a misconception that when you think of vegans, you think weak, you think frail, you think lack of protein, no iron, B12, you think all of these sort of negative things. And it's like, geez, we just don't want to hurt animals and we can still be strong, sexy, healthy in, at the same time. Right. So yeah. that's a great story that you have. Wow. Well, yeah, it's been struggle, I guess, uh, to compete in the bodybuilding world. Everyone is making fun of you. But you know what? When I won my first ever bodybuilding show, when I took an overall and I told everyone that I'm plant-based and natural bodybuilder, which is also, I have to mention, everyone is was like, what? Oh, let me look at that. <laughs> so 
I know you're an activist. So my activism is just a little different approach, right? So when I do something crazy stuff like this and get on the stage and show other athletes that I'm plant-based, I'm natural, and I'm thriving on that diet. So you guys have to give up meat because I'm sure, you know, bodybuilders consume so much meat and dairy. There's like the biggest population, I think, people who buy that stuff in, in the grocery stores. Yeah, and you also see some people that are in their 40s that are bodybuilders that drop dead of heart attacks. It's terrible. Absolutely, so yeah. What you're really showing people is you are living your life in a way that is attraction rather than promotion. You are leading by example, and that's what I love about you and everything that you're doing. And not only that, but you're also helping people in the process, giving them meal plans, giving them workout tips. So what is a day of eating like for you? Well, it's changing over years, right? I start somewhere where I'm not right now. I just want to make sure people know, because right now I'm pretty much like almost 80% raw vegan by today. It's like really crazy, but I started from fake meats and fake burgers, of course, like we all did when it was came out. Like when I stopped eating meat when I was nine, there was nothing like 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 Satan or like frozen vegan chicken or something like this, right? But when I came out to America and there's like the veganism become popular, which is great. We have so many options, but now I am like super simple. I usually eat almost raw vegan meals. Like my morning starts with something like chia seed pudding or oatmeal soaked in soy milk with some berries and peanut butter. Like I can have a big salad on my lunch with tofu or tempeh. This mm. is my main protein sources, tofu and tempeh. And for someone who wondering, I choose them, first of all, because they're raw, but also they have all really high essential amino acid profiles. So if you're looking to build muscles, those are really nice to have. And then on the evening, I can have something like um, like sushi rolls with vegetables or something fun like vegan tacos, like something maybe simple as just a bowl of uh, some grains with some beans. So stuff like this. So, which is pretty simple. Yeah, that's great. I think the longer I've been vegan, the more I keep it pretty simple as well. I love spinach, tofu, a little bit of white rice, whatever it is. And I just kind of uh, stick with that. But I will I will say this morning I had a vegan bacon, egg and cheese. So but today well, was that's great, too. <laughs> I'm not a, like saying that those products are bad in any case. If you compare them to a real bacon, right? And the real eggs, you are actually having something so much healthier. But of course, as nutritionists, we have to remember that true plant-based diet is the diet with at least 80 to, I always say 80 to 30%, uh, you know, 80% is raw plant-based, whole plant-based uh, foods and meals, like about 30% for kind of like processed, uh, those fun food just remember that because I met in my career so many plant-based people who came to me with a dietary problems, with disease, and they like, I'm vegan, but I'm so fucked up. I am not healthy. Mm. Well, and I look in the diet and I'm like, whoa, you can be vegan and eat, eat French fries and Oreos every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's not healthy for you, not sustainable, but yeah, you're saving an animals. 
So it's also misconception right there that I wanted to bring it up that vegan slash healthy, not necessary, guys, uh, unfortunately, because we are living in the unperfect world and with with the trend of plant-based meals coming to the stores, I also see a trend that government kind of like make a trick on us and give us vegan meals, but also super unhealthy uh, from the frozen section in, you know, stores. So you have to be careful with that nowadays. Don't, you know, overdo those like frozen vegan meat replacements. You can have fun with them and eat them even daily, but make sure you have at least, as I said, 80% of whole, like whole plant-based uh, vegetables, fruits, legumes into your diet, because that's how you're going to feel great. And that's actually how you can save this planet because for production of those products, we don't actually, you know, use a lot of uh, water, a lot of um, grass. So it's like really saving your health and the planet. That's great advice. I mean, I tell people all the time, start reading your ingredients, look at what's in there. You know, the meat industry will oftentimes put out propaganda that says, watch those seed oils. There's a lot of sodium. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. And it's like, well, you don't have to eat that. The fact that some of those oils and whatnot are in frozen meals. Okay. There's some of those oils in, in animal products as well. So you just don't have to eat those products. You can eat more of a whole foods plant-based diet. So let's say somebody yeah. is eating a variety of foods and they are eating, you know, quote unquote, healthy plant-based. Is there any nutrient that someone cannot get on a plant-based diet that they might be able to get from an animal-based diet? Yeah, this is a really good question. A lot of people are have a misconception about that. And they say, well, if you are vegan, you are deficient in this, this and that. So I can tell you from the research that done from a thousand years ago, there is nothing you cannot have on a plant-based diet that our people who eat animals can have. Uh, with this being said, there are some things that unfortunately everyone, and I'm going to say it again, everyone should supplement with, not only vegan or vegetarian or standard American eaters. Things like B12, B2, vitamin D, vitamin C. And then when I say that, a lot of people ask me, why? Well, you're so healthy. You eat whole plant-based diet. Why do you need supplement? Well, unfortunately, because nowadays the fruits and vegetables that we have, they are processed. They are usually sprayed with a lot of different stuff to make them grow faster. And then by the time they get to you, they are deficient in many, many vitamins. And that's kind of a problem. Even if you are growing your, let's say you have a garden and you're growing your vegetables, this is much better. But at the same time, ground is changed over a thousand years. So if we're looking on past you know, people who live on this planet before they didn't supplement. Well, yes, because they had so much better, you know, environment. So that's why I will say B12 as number one for anyone. Like research shows that people deficient in B12 in America, either they eat meat either or not. Yeah. But of course, you will not hear that. You will hear everywhere when meat, in meat industry, dairy industry companies are screaming, oh, Vegan people deficient in B12 and iron. Well, 90% of Americans deficient in that. And I don't believe that 90% of Americans are vegan, right? Right, right. 
So, yeah, yeah. And then what else? Yeah, I think I guess, uh, and omegas. And omegas is also great uh, supplements that you should take. And just make sure it's plant-based omegans, omega-3 fatty acids from plants. Because it's just, and again, I work with different type of people. People come to me, they're not necessarily already vegan, right? And they just say, well, if you have a first source of your omega-3 fatty acids, which is plant, that is coming to you, why are you going to choose fish? Fish is second source on this planet. Fish used to eat like the same grass that you actually have from the first source, right? The seed, the seaweed that fish ate, that's what you have when you buy the fish oil, right? You have a second source. So why you shouldn't get a first source? Even if you're not vegan, like it doesn't make sense for me when people buy fish oil instead of omega-3 fatty acids from seaweed, right? Like it's just make much more sense. Right. The same thing comes to proteins, right? Whey protein. People like, like especially in the bodybuilding world, right? Well, whey protein is better, have better amino acid profile. Well, just think about that. It's a second source. Chicken that was in that uh, process of making whey protein used to eat what? Grass. Chickens or cows. Yeah. So, cows. and they eat what? Seeds, legumes, beans. So when you buy plant protein, but which comes from brown rice, from chia seeds, from pumpkin seeds, Key this protein. is the first, yeah. yeah, first source of protein. Like if you don't want to be vegan, fine, but why you're buying a second source, which is actually you have availability to to take so much better, you know, option right there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, such a great answer. And I think, you know, also when you're eating the fish, people need to factor in all the mercury, the toxins, the PCBs that then come along with that fish. When you eat eggs, sure, you're getting protein from it, but your body's also getting a lot of cholesterol. So it's like you're, you could just avoid all of that negative stuff and just go straight to the the plant source. I think a lot of propaganda that the meat industry puts out has a lot to do with availability, bioavailability. How does our body process this? Do we get the same amount of, does our body take and absorb the same amount of iron from plant iron versus animal iron? How would you explain that and break that down? Yeah. Um, and again, it's a lot of research out there and you can like uh, add in the description down below if you want, I can send you those studies yeah. so it was done in, from 2017 to today it was about three studies like really good studies with a bunch of people that shows that is nothing like different protein digestibility between plants and animal protein so the the di- digestibility resource um different but in the end of the uh re- study the results are the same bodies are digest protein in the same way as is it an animal protein or is the plant protein you can have about one to two percent difference depends on where protein comes from and depends who is eating it but you have to make sure um, when you read the study what i wanted to point out you have to make sure to understand that when the when the people do the studies usually they use pigs which has a little bit different digestible tract than people, right? Yeah. So we are not pigs, obviously. And also what I, what's hurting me the most is they feed pig raw legumes. Do we eat raw lentils? Do we eat raw rice? No, we don't. We actually cook our meals, right? 
So when you see those studies, and then you may found that animal proteins has about one to 2% higher digestibility than plant protein. Well, it's just because we actually cook our meals. So if you really worry about digestibility of protein, just make sure you have well-cooked meals. Cook your spinach, cook your legumes, cook your beans, right? So when you are having those meals cooked, they have a better chance to be digested and observed from, uh, to your body is much in much more efficient way. So that's just about it. And even though one to 2%, it's just such a small difference. Um, but again, like when you see who support those studies, who pay for the study, usually it's in animal or dairy industry because they have the, the more money to, to put in a study. Just in order to make any study, you just have to spend a thousand and thousand of dollars. So when you see any study out there, just make sure you check who is sponsored before yes. you make it seriously. <laughs> that is such a good point. It's like, yeah, of course the meat industry is going to come out and put a study saying that you need meat to build muscle or the yeah. dairy industry saying that you need milk for strong bones, right? We know well, that that's total. Okay, I'm getting you started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, this is like really sensitive topic to me. I am so sad and I'm so sensitive about meat and uh, I'm sorry, uh, dairy and milk and like eggs and milk, like studies. It's just so ridiculously stupid. Everyone yeah. that eggs and milk or doesn't have any calcium for you. No, it doesn't, especially cheese. Like it just doesn't have any calcium from the nutrition perspective. Well, it doesn't have calcium that you could absorb. Yeah, you can't absorb it. Observe it. Yeah, zero calcium that your body can observe, a bunch of cholesterol that you get from those things. And every time I see a new commercial saying, you need to drink milk, I'm like, it's 2023, people. Those information out there, <laughs> like, right. what the heck? Why we still believe in that? It's just like, if you remember just recently, it was Black Friday sale, and I was laughing, like, well, there's no such a thing like a Black Friday. Everyone knows that. They raise the prices, then they give us a sale. And we still believe in it. We still go to the store and buy something because it's a Black Friday. So I got a good deal and I feel good about myself. So it's just the same thing. Like people just want to feel good about themselves. So they believe in those things that they hear that, oh, I need milk or oh, I need eggs. Cheese, cheese is good for me. Well, no, it's not. And it's not because I am a plant-based holistic nutritionist. You can talk to any nutritionist out there. And if they are going to look for to uh, on cheese, eggs, and milk from the nutrition perspective, there is nothing beneficial, unfortunately, I would say, for you there. So we're killing the animals for nothing. Right. Just for pleasure to eat those things, which is, as for me, tastes gross. <laughs> Well, here's my question is you have these smart people, people that study science, study nutrition, people that are not idiots that promote animal products. Why is that? How is that possible? Is it possible to be healthy on a animal based diet? It's possible to be uh, healthy because health is kind of like a, you know, um, hard to describe health is the thing that can can take differently right what's healthy for you doesn't mean healthy for me right so all those markers are can be different for anyone mm. so uh if 
let's say someone is still eating animals, but doesn't have any heart disease, doesn't have diabetes, have a lot of plants in their diet and just a little bit of meat, I'm sure they can have pretty much as quote, quote, healthy uh, life. But in the same time, right now, nowadays, unfortunately, we have so much like bad stuff in the animal products, like antibiotics, like the animals, what we, what our uh, grandmom used to eat is not the animals that we have now. That's what's happened too. So you have to make sure about that. But the problem, what you just said is really crucial and it's just so big. Unfortunately, that's what happened to me. I just going to go from my story. When I went to nutritionist, uh, to university to become a nutritionist and I sit down and then they st- like the teacher starts to teach me how to treat people with meat and dairy advices. And I got like shocked. So it's the system and the system is, is broken, but it's broken to to government make as much money as possible from people so you eat meat you go to the doctor doctor give you a pill you buy a pill and then you come back through the same circle no one is wanting to be healthy because this doesn't make money for the government it doesn't help them and this is the truth unfortunately and again no one is talking about that but I know a lot of good doctors who are on the same page with me, who understand and who are not scary when their patient is not going to come in back. <laughs> when my client never coming back to me, I am happy. But this is not the case for, for most people out there, for most uh, medical workers, even though we kind of like trying to help. But honestly, like when you go through the education, it's just so much pressure on you so much pressure just i'm lucky that i get there already being plant-based and uh, my point was to find out what's going on here and just came out and do kind of my thing but a lot of people believe in those things because they you know get to get get to know only that they don't have any other knowledge and if we're talking about high doctors like not nutritionists just even dietitians, if they study, what crushed me the most is they don't really know anything about nutrition. So I have a doctors who come to me asking for nutrition advice. And I finish only a couple years of university to become a nutritionist. They study over six years to become a doctor. They are so much smarter than me. And I ask them, don't you know how to eat? Don't you start that? Like, they what don't. did you study? They study the medications. That's the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's what they say to me. Exactly. So they say, well, I know how to treat any disease, but I don't know what to eat before that disease actually happened. Right. So okay. they have right. something about 10 hours of nutrition study in like five years of education, which is ridiculous. So I'm, I'm happy you bring it up this question. So I think we can even more talk about that. That's a huge problem because I was shocked um, when, when really a high quality doctors came to me for nutrition advice. I thought they do have that education and they don't. Right. So unfortunately, that's the biggest problem. So when you go to the doctor, they just don't know any better. Yeah. It's not like they want to kill you. 
but they just don't know. Either they give you a pill, they don't have any idea how they can help you eventually. Well, they they shove these medications down your throat because it's money for them. So they're like, yeah, sure, take this pill, take that pill, go on this steroid, here's some antibiotics. I remember my boyfriend went to the doctor not too long ago and he didn't even have he was just a little sick and he wanted to just check to see what was going on. And without the doctor even knowing what he was sick with, the doctor was trying to prescribe him antibiotics. And he said to the doctor, like, you know, this could really mess up stuff with my gut. It, it's not great just to take antibiotics unless you really need to. And the doctor was like, well, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to, but I can prescribe it for you. And was like trying to get him to take them. Yeah, you know, I, I always say that if you go to your doctor and before they ask you, what do you eat? How much you sleep? How much you exercise? They give you a pill. You don't have a doctor. You have a drug dealer. Run away. <laughs> yes. Well, that's so good. I love that line. That's yeah. so true. I, I it's unbelievable and I, I and it really makes me upset to see that these people have such influence over the way that people live and their health and and the the state of of public health and yet they are misinformed about how to eat properly for sure. So when it comes yeah. to eating properly and when it comes to weight loss, I feel like when things get worse and things are at their worst, that is when people take action and see a nutritionist. That's when they start working out. Like a lot of people don't that I know that have had major changes, had to go through some troubles in order to get where they are today. So my question to you is right now we're seeing a big push on the carnivore diet, on the keto diet, because short term people drop a lot of weight. Can you talk about why they drop weight on the keto diet, but then why it's not sustainable in the long run? Yeah, of course. That's so funny. Keto diet has become so popular just a couple of years ago. And a lot of nutritionists, my friends and me as well, we were just laughing because we knew that this is not sustainable. And to any folks out there who are, let's say, love keto diet or on keto diet, no offense. I mean, if you like it, that's your choice. And well, you I am eat... offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The if you like are it... too. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you like it, you can keep keep doing it and see how it's going to take you or how long you can keep it. Uh, you can even try keto plant-based diet, which is the other thing I know people do, which is super hard, but possible. Uh, but most of the time, when people think that they're in a keto diet, they're actually not. So first of all, we have to talk about what is ketosis are. Ketosis is the state of your body when your body is so deficient in carbohydrates that they use a fat in order to give you an energy. Usually our fats are stored. Our body doesn't really use our fats until we have that calorie intake that our bodies doesn't have any more where to take from. So it's going to take from fats. Even though first, uh, before even fats, after carbohydrates, body usually goes to proteins and only then to fats. So usually, uh, I would say about 80% people who think they are on a keto diet, they doesn't reach that ketosis state because for body is really going to be a last, last section to do, like to take from fats. So when, when you think you're a keto diet, you just have to remember that if you are in that deficiency, right? So people lose weight just because they take less calories. So basically they stop eating the same amount of calories that you used to do. So of course you're going to lose weight, but you are going to like 
really starve yourself. So there's a, two things that you have to be worried about. First is your body is never built to be working from fats. So in this type of state, usually you can hurt any, um, like it's diff different of, of the history of your genetic, but usually you can hurt yourself. Like you may don't even know, but there's something maybe going on in your body because your body is not built not human body is not built to live in ketosis this is like survival mood right which is like you can go when it's like you know nothing to eat right so that's first and the other thing is it's not sustainable so because it's not normal like state for your nutri like for your metabolism you cannot stay there any longer than i don't know i i met i think i met only one person who stay in ketosis as they think so over three years. I never met anyone longer. So you just have to realize that as soon as you stop keto diet, you will gain weight immediately. And usually it's will gonna come back faster than you lose it. And then the last but not the least, you are deficient in so many vitamins and macronutrients because you don't eat carbs. This is so harming on your health. And you may don't feel it again, because when someone have any type of disease, especially serious one, let's say like a cancer, they don't feel it until the last state. Okay. So you people, uh, as, and again, it's case by case scenario. I don't want to scare anyone, but if you're on ketosis longer than two years, go and check your health regularly, because this is a dangerous spot to be. It's kind of the same as we as a bodybuilders go on a super low, like fat, low fat protein diet, high protein diet to get to the stage, right? So it's really like scary for our body, unhealthy. And Again, is a new trend that happened to be popular just because you immediately see that you're dropping weight because you reduce your calorie intake. Right. Because what and happens is when you're eating high fat and you're eating high protein, you don't get as hungry. So you just stop eating as many calories. I mean, that's what it is. Yes. And your body is used to so much energy to actually digest all that. Yeah. And you feel like full much longer than let's say from the plant-based diet well the freaking guy that created it died of a heart attack so it's like this is not exactly the um long-term game plan here folks exactly. and the reason i even brought it up in the first place is because i was visiting my grandfather last weekend and as soon as i got there he told me that him and my aunt are doing this cardamore diet together and oh, i just wow. i was so upset because i'm like i've been advocating for a whole foods plant-based diet for the past six and a half years and you know i'm in it for the animals but also the health and i just couldn't believe that they are are doing this when it's so devastating to their bodies and also to the animals i was just really upset by it so i'm definitely yeah. gonna pull a little section from this podcast and, and play it yeah. for them yeah, um, and if you, you know, if if anyone wanted to do keto diet, I'm happy to help. Plant-based keto diet is much yeah. more sufficient and you can have a ketosis on the plant-based diet. It just has to be done smart. So if you mm -hmm. wanted to try that, and again, it's just only because of reducing the calorie intake. Yeah. So 
the guy who are become like popular and then make that keto diet, he just like was smart enough to make a brand of it. Again, it's all about like making some money. Yeah. And anyone thinking that plant-based diet is a brand too? Well, I wish so, but we didn't have as many vegans as we have uh, carnivores. So if that's become a brand, I, as a nutritionist, will be so happy because so many people are going to get so much healthier. Yes, yes. So what is what, what is it like working with you? What's the process? Tell people where they can find you and, and what the steps you take are when analyzing somebody from the start. Sure. Uh, so you can find me on my Instagram, which is Avora Vegan Feet, or on my website, which is avoraprofeet.com. Uh, and it spells like A V as in victory, R O R A, because my name is kind of weird to spell. I have to tell that. And the process is really simple. Uh, if you look, but you can come to me only if you're looking to switch to the plant-based diet. So in a couple of years ago, I make a complete switch. I only work in as nutritionist from with people who are either already vegan or wanted to try add more plants in their diet. Right. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram or into my website and I'm going to set up the consultation with you or either me or my assistant will go through the questions and we are going to ask you usually do a blood work so we can see what's going on inside. And then uh, we're going to set up completely individual nutrition plan and it's not a diet, it's the lifestyle. So when I work with someone, I usually go through a lot of educational questions and I make sure that people know what they eat and why, because as I said, my goal is to see my clients thriving on a plant-based diet many, many years after we finish. And then it doesn't mean you have to be unhealthy or have a tons of weight to reach out to me. I work even with athletes who are healthy and then they just want to switch to plants, right? Or like get more results in any type of sport they do. So that's how the process looks like. And I'm so happy to help so many people around the world, even though I'm in Hawaii. But, you know, nowadays it's so easy uh, to work pe with people from everywhere. So cool. So what is next for you? And um, tell me some exciting upcoming news. Well, um, I have a challenge <laughs> just uh, starting on December 11 i set up a challenge because this is like hard time christmas time for anyone out there to stay healthy to be true to their goals to stay on the plant-based diet so i set up a challenge that's going to start on december 11 until the christmas december 25th and i still have spots if anyone interested maybe they can jump in i'm not sure when you're going to publish that and this is a challenge through my customized app where people are going to get a complete recipes for daily meals all whole plant-based and then we also going to have online live workouts after a new year. My goal is in the next 2024, my goal is to help at least a hundred people to switch to the plant-based diet. So every time when I convert someone, right, when I start from health, but then talk about how animals suffer. And then when people feel great on a plant-based diet, just from the nutrition perspective, yeah. they are curious about, oh, okay, what's happened to the animals that you were talking about, right? Because <laughs> right. if you start from the animal side, you know how much struggle you can have. So my goal is to just help as many people as possible in 2024. And I also hopefully will publish my book. I'm writing a book right now, how you can like change your health uh, with plants. And that's about it. 
Amazing. Well, you're doing incredible work. I think a lot of people make the connection through health first and then it becomes an ethical thing and it all is connected, right? So I'm really grateful to know people like you guys. Please go follow Avrora. You can go to Avrora Vegan Fit and on Instagram. Uh, it's just A-V-R-O-R-A-V-E-G-A-N-F-I-T. And you can reach out to her there or on her website. I'm at It's Jamie's Corner and we can only cover so much in 30 minutes, but I think uh, this was definitely super helpful. You answered a lot of my questions. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it was my pleasure. And thank you so much for bringing up, like, bringing up so important questions. And I just want to say for anyone out there who listened to us and looking to switch to the plant-based diet or just add more plants, guys, don't try to be perfect. Start small. Uh, we are not perfect and we live in unperfect, non-vegan world. So you can switch your diet just by adding a one plant-based meal in a day and then slowly add more vegetables and greens. And yep. then you will be healthier and you will save our planet. You'll I get there. that our planet is dying. So let's save it. This is not only about your health, it's about health of our planet. We need to healthy planet. We need to leave here and save this beautiful place for as long as possible. Thank you. And thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you around. Bye. Bye.